Welcome back to Centered, a podcast exploring spiritual practices for everyday people. My name is Carl Helvig. I'm one of the pastors here at Centennial Covenant Church. I'm joined, as usual, by David Dillon. And I am David Dillon. And we're just glad that you have chosen to spend a few minutes, whether you're at home washing dishes, you're in the car driving somewhere, maybe you're folding laundry, maybe you're creating uh, some sort of a sacred space for yourself to listen. But regardless, we're just glad that you're tuning in, and we really hope um, that this space we're trying to create is meaningful for you uh, and meaningful for growing your sense of faith and relationship with God. Um, As we say pretty often, our hope is this, that you'd find a little less of the busyness, the anxiety, the distraction that's so common in our world. And you might find a little more centeredness, a little more connection with God. Here's what we've been exploring uh, in this, our third season of the podcast. We've been exploring the idea of interactive prayer. And here's what we kind of said. We said, you know, for a lot of people, prayer can feel like a monologue, like a chore list, like a checkbox, like a, like some sort of a, a just list of requests. And our hope is that maybe we could learn that if there really is a God up there, a God who made all humanity and loves all humans, maybe instead of a monologue, this could become a two-way conversation, a dialogue. We talked about how we could do that by getting into our memories and looking at stories and, and finding God speaking to us through that. Uh, we talked about how, how conversation with God can show up looking a lot like conversation with loved ones, family, friends, spouse, uh, trusted companions. We talked about how uh, written prayer, maybe even when that has been a negative experience in our past, we can circle back and find it to be a really meaningful thing. Um, we talked about gratitude uh, and we talked about the practice of praying scripture. And I really hope that, well, I would really love for all of those, but I hope that at least one of those really grabbed your heart and maybe uh, echoed through your mind on and off in these weeks of the podcast. And I hope that everyone listening has found growth in their prayer life and their spiritual practice in these past weeks. So David, we were talking beforehand and and you mentioned how we kind of have an assumption that we make. When we talk about prayer, when we talk about spiritual practice in general, really, there's a pretty big assumption behind that. Why don't you just talk a bit about what we were saying? Yeah, well, I guess to put it real basically, um, it's trusting that somebody is listening to us mm. or somebody is there to interact with us. Um, so faith or trust, I think, is a key component to this uh, stepping into interactive prayer. And yeah, we've... We've said in each of the seasons of Centered, we want to cast a really broad net. And we hope that even though we are Christian pastors at a Christian church and we come at this from a Christian perspective, we hope that people from different faith backgrounds might still find this meaningful and engaging. Though it is appropriate for us to acknowledge, we do have a pretty strong and deep conviction that when we pray, when we engage in spiritual practice, we're not doing it in a void. We're not doing it in nothingness. We're doing it in conversation with a real God who really is listening. And that's a powerful assumption that I guess we would just want to encourage people to maybe make some space and say, what, what is that belief in my heart and in my head about God? Yeah, and I think the good news to underscore here is that God takes us where we're at. Yeah. So it's not that we have to conjure up our faith muscles or something. I think any little bit of step towards God that we make, he's going to exponentially move towards us. 
and honor that that yeah. step that we take. So. A good friend of yours and mine, uh, many of the listeners of the podcast will know Steve Tolson. He used to always say, bring as much of myself as I understand, <laughs> acknowledging that maybe I don't fully understand even myself yet. And we bring that to as much of God as we understand. And we're never going to fully understand God and we're never going to fully understand ourselves. So we just, let's just acknowledge that and sort of let the pressure off and say, I'm going to bring what I got and I'm going to bring it to whatever I understand of God and, and I'm going to find a, a dialogue there. Mm -hmm. I, I started rereading a, a novel that I had read a few years back called uh, Wonder Worker by hmm. Susan Howatch. Hmm. And uh, it, it deals with the ministry of healing in a novel setting, but I was reading uh, just last night one episode that I just thought was brilliant where this uh, person acting on behalf of God as a healer hmm. is working with somebody who hasn't yet professed Christ, who doesn't know this God. But the healer is beautiful. He says, take what you do know and picture that being wrapped around whatever is you're hmm. wanting healed. Uh, so I think, again, that's just an expression of any little movement that we take in faith towards God. He's going he's gonna to take us there. He's not going to try and say, no, you're doing it wrong or, or what have you. The other form of that, I think, same idea is, you know, I've heard various theologians or faithful people say, the moment I express with my words who I think God is, I failed to express God because mm -hmm. if my words can capture it, it couldn't possibly be the full thing. Mm -hmm. And I hope my understanding is is at least pointing somewhat in the right direction. I hope my faith is 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 sort of you know authentic and, and true. And yet I have to confess, if I'm the one saying it, if I'm the one understanding it, it can't possibly be what God actually is because the foundational understanding of God is that it's something bigger than human not only than human beings, but then human beings can even comprehend. So mm -hmm. I, I find that similar to what I hear you saying to be a really invitational, yeah. kind of a really, you know, a God, there's space in the greatness and goodness of God to bring us along wherever we are on that faith journey. Yeah. So true. Well, here's where we're going today. Uh, we're going to, we're going to wrap up this season and we're going to talk about two different ideas this morning. But one of the things David uh, and I have been talking about really throughout this whole season, because I mean, just so you know, we we sit down and record these podcasts, but he and I, you know, our offices are down the down the hallway from one another, and we kind of dialogue and interact, and there's a bigger staff here that we're talking and praying and thinking about this often. And one of the things we acknowledged is a lot of what we've talked about, really on all three seasons of this podcast, are ideas for spiritual practice that more or less, not in every case, but more or less kind of fit in a certain time frame, you know, we've talked about the idea of creating a space mm -hmm. using our breathing. Um, you know, sometimes people like to use soundtrack. We obviously use soundtrack in here, but trying to create a space for interaction with God. But there's a, an entirely other side of that, which is not so much an individual fixed time, but rather the idea of simply staying connected to a connected to a bigger reality mm -hmm. ongoing throughout the day. David, you you shared one particular place that you've noticed that in your own life. What 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 does that what does that look like for you in some of your daily rhythms? Yeah, so I I am a morning person, so hmm. I, I usually uh, well almost always start hmm. my day with the direct time with God, hmm. and I love that. But I found after doing that for a while that sometimes noon would roll around, 
And I couldn't remember what I had talked to God about <laughs> yeah. uh, just six hours previous. Uh, so I started challenging myself. Okay, well, let's continue to think about these things throughout the day. And that led to some other uh, practices, or I'm not even calling call practices because uh, one, one friend of mine said, don't look at this as trying to add something else to your schedule, but rather... If you're trying to connect, reconnect with God, find something that you're already doing hmm. during the day and let that be a prompter. Oh, yeah, God is here with me. Uh, so to be real crass, <laughs> bathroom breaks. I mean, <laughs> well, most of us visit the restroom several times a day. Hmm. And so when you walk into a restroom, could that possibly be hmm. a place where you're reminded, oh, yeah, God is with me, even here? Uh, one of my heroes, John Stott, the yeah. uh, British uh, theologian, he used to use the shower as a reminder when the shower hmm. first hit his face in the morning. Oh, yeah, God, let this be a shower of your presence. And so it could be the bathroom. It could be your drive home yeah. or to work. Anything that you're doing regularly, could that become a prompter for you to just have a brief check-in with God? It doesn't have to be lengthy. But in a sense, it's any part of your day that really for any reason has already caught your attention. If there's any part of your day that you just know, man, I, I always notice this part of the day, that makes it a great option, opportunity for that awareness. Mm -hmm. The kind of the analogy we were talking about is, you know, you, you and I are both married. I'm sure many of the people listening are married and, and it's great to go on a date night with our spouses, with our, you know, significant others. And, and that's a great practice. We love it. But if the only time we ever had meaningful conversation or connection with our spouse or with our partner is on date night. That wouldn't be very great. It'd be pretty lonely. <laughs> It'd be pretty, you know, unless you do a date night every single <laughs> night of the week. But, and I know that, that I try, I, 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 I know I could do better and I'm more successful on some days and less on others, but that's normal. I try to simply just send, you know, quick text check-ins to my wife on a somewhat regular basis when I can. Yeah. And I know that when I do that, even if the, even if the content, even if I'm not necessarily saying anything all that, significant or profound, just the mere act of saying, hey, checking in, how you doing? I'm thinking about you. I'm aware yeah. of you. I, I, even though we're not in the same place right now, I know you're there. And I think that's a powerful analogy for what we're saying here is the simple check-ins of saying, God, I, I, I remember that you're there and I'm thinking about you. They might not have some profound revelation, but they do have significance in the relationship. Yeah. And think about it, that in terms of your wife. She's probably really blessed when she gets those texts. Mm. So likewise, wouldn't God be mm. blessed when we just say, hey, God, mm. I'm here. Glad you're with me. Would you establish the work of my hands this day or whatever the prayer is? So, so I guess we could maybe wrap this first part of the conversation up by just saying, here's, here's a great question to consider. What's a moment in your day, you know, maybe it's every one of your work days, maybe it's part of every, you know, all seven days of the week, but what's a moment in your day that you could make to become a, a cue, a little reminder to just pause and acknowledge that you're with God and see what would happen if as many days as you can string together in a row, you said at this point, and maybe it's multiple of the same occasion, you know, maybe it's 
we, we try to do this with the simple practice of saying a prayer before meals. That's a good example mm-hmm. of, um, but it can be all sorts of things. Um, I'd love for all of us to try. And, and I know that I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got an idea about how I'm going to kind of try to do that myself um, in my days. Mm-hmm. Great. So what do you think, David, the other way our conversation went is, and even to maybe continue the, the analogy of texting with my wife, some days I remember to do it and maybe I'll, I'll check in a few times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Other days, you know, man, maybe I, I wake up in the morning and, or maybe one of my kids wakes me up in the morning and then it's straight to like making oatmeal, packing backpacks, getting to school, <laughs> getting to the office. Maybe I've got a meeting or a first thing or a phone call or emails and pretty soon it's 10 p.m., I haven't checked in with my wife. I haven't checked in with God. I haven't checked in with anybody. But then there's other days where I do, I, I do kind of remember to pause even for just a moment and, and increase my awareness a little bit. What have you found makes the difference? What are some, Mm. what are, what are, what are the things that are helpful in our simply being mindful in this way throughout the day? Well, I mentioned that, uh, being a morning person, I, yeah. Start with my cup of coffee and yeah. God, usually in that order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that regularity helps. Mm. Uh, life gets crazy, though. And yeah. there's going to be days where you're just, uh, the kids are wanting stuff, work is wanting stuff, whatever. Um, and so I don't think we should beat ourselves up too bad when we get, when it gets to be 10 p.m. and we haven't checked in. Uh, but I think that regularity of um, time with God yeah. helps cultivate that habit. When we were talking, and I know that for me, one of the most significant practices that fits right into what we've been talking about this whole season, but but in some ways is kind of distinct, is that I've found, probably for the last couple of years, I've found that um, creating space for extended periods of silence is one of the most centering practices for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, our, our, our human relationships are a great parallel. You know, you, I'm sure we've all heard somebody say, you know, this is a great friend. I can have, I can say anything I want. I can have the greatest conversations with this friend, but I also am comfortable sitting in silence with them. Yeah. And while on the one hand I appreciate and, and, have experienced the meaning, the significance of each of the things we've talked about. Some of the most, yeah, I'll go back to the word. Some of the most centering prayer times I've had in the past couple of years has been when I set a timer on my phone. And for me, the timer is simply, it helps create a structure. Um, and if it's the morning and, and the kids are still asleep, I'll just leave it at silence. But if there's kind of commotion in the house and I'm trying to just get a little space, I'll maybe put on a little, just ambient, you know, background, soft music, but, uh, and then I just sit and I do my best to, to not get caught in thoughts and not mm-hmm. get caught in, you know, all the different places my mind or my heart can go. Um, and what I found is, is the days, especially when I start my day with a, with an extended time of silence, those are the days I'm more aware of God's presence and more likely to sort of check in with God in smaller ways throughout the day as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And silence is a very important part of my rhythm hmm. as well. I think part of that is even a temperament issue for me. I'm 
on the introverted side. Mm. And so sitting in silence with God takes some of the pressure off mm. of having to say the right things to him. Uh, there's certainly uh, a long tradition. You've got authors like Thomas Keating and Basil Pennington who mm. point to this uh, type of prayer. And, um, and even in the Bible itself, uh, in Psalm 46, we read, be still mm. and know that I am God. Uh, there's a richness there. And to take this back to our uh, relationship with our spouse, it's wonderful for me to come and just sit beside my wife yeah. while she's doing whatever. Not to communicate anything, not to, uh, well, not to communicate anything except I want to be with you. Yeah. Well, and how compelling is that word stillness mm. in a in a world where the pace and the volume and the um, the barrage are so relentless and so high I, I just I just find myself longing for stillness and find that to be a really appealing uh, both practice but also I, I guess experience sort of mm -hmm. environment to be able to put myself in yeah I, I think it's a good call it an antidote, if you want, mm. to our broader culture that all but worships information Man. and words. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, language is an incredible gift from God. That's very important, and, and I think that's part of being in His image. But yet, do we make too much of it, especially mm. in our Western culture? Mm. Uh, there is something that surpasses words in this mm. relationship with God. Well, with that, um, here's what I'm going to encourage us all to do right now. Um, I'm going to encourage you to, to to give yourself right now, and if you need to pause and, and circle back to this when you can find the space, but to give yourself right now a few minutes. If, if it can, honestly, if it can only just be like two minutes, that's fine. But if you can get five or maybe even 10 minutes of silence, um, I'm going to encourage you to get yourself a space for some silence right now. Uh, and we're going to prompt you with a couple questions for reflection, but maybe instead of necessarily um, making it a time to sit silently and think about the questions, let, let, let this be a time to simply soak up what we've engaged on throughout the season and not feel the pressure to respond with words like David just said, not feel, but simply let this be a, 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 um, a summary, a next step in what we've been working on together for all these episodes. Mm -hmm. So like we've often done, um, go ahead and get yourself nice and comfortable. If you're at a space where you can, um, take a couple deep breaths, often a way to remind you that God is closer to us even than the breath in our lungs. Check in just briefly with your body. Make sure you're in a comfortable space. I'm uncrossing my legs right now and trying to sit a little more comfortably. And let the 
relaxed posture of your body. Gently invite you to a relaxed posture in your spirit with God. Close your eyes. Take just a couple minutes to sit silently in the knowledge that God is with you. feels a little out of reach in your spiritual practice, in your conversation with God. you, whatever came to mind with your greatest areas of growth or your greatest ongoing longing, um, find someone you can tell 
about, you can talk to, you can share that with, like we've said, oftentimes it's conversation with trusted friends um, that contributes to our ongoing growth in our faith in God. And that is a wrap for season three of Centered. We are so glad that you've been with us. Um, We hope and pray that by creating some space for spiritual practice, you can find just a little less of that busyness and anxiety and rush that is so familiar and a little more centeredness in God's presence. We'd also invite you to visit our website at ccc-centered.org. And there's places there to uh, put your comments. And we'd love to hear any feedback from this season or if you've got thoughts on where we should go from here. Grace and peace.